Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Welcome back. Good good morning. Good it's, morning. It's, it's the Trifles Podcast. That's right. Oh, oh, thanks for joining us. Good morning. <laughs> oh, something to have you here. Oh. oh. <laughs> do, you, do, do you think we should do all of this stuff? Like um Podcast? Oh, thank you so you much oh. for downloading the podcast and listening. We, oh, I love you, uh, listener out there. There is a little bit of that. I, I I get the impression sometimes when I listen to watch certain things, pandering to the audience that people use to make people feel good for no reason. Well, no, there's a reason for making people feel good, so they feel good, right? As um, you know, you and and like as a a person and who wants polite. people to listen to their podcast, you want people feeling as good as possible. Because then if they're feeling good, they'll come back next time. Uh, sometimes otherwise. I don't want that, though. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is a bit... Oh, why is he... Why, come on, what's this? Right. I, I don't need it. I, I, have, I have this attitude on... When I'm streaming and someone subs, I say, thanks for the sub. Right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I'll be honest with you. Not because I'm not pleased. That, I mean, people listen to this podcast, which is great. I love that. But I'm not going to make a big deal about it because I think it would be disingenuous and it's very hard. I, if I meet someone and they say, and they sidle up and they say, oh, by the way, Pierre, I have a tiny penis. I say, oh, thanks very much for listening to the podcast. You know, that's nice. Yeah, sure. But if you're, there's so many people on the internet that try to make the thank you seem, oh, thanks so much. Shout out to so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. So if you did that all day, yeah. it, it would fucking suck. Like, I, I hate know, watching like, a stream it, where someone's just talking to chat. Fuck chat. They came here to watch imagine, something. Imagine you're busking. I think of streaming a little bit like busking, right? You're right. there with your guitar, playing stuff in the street, and you expect people to come along and throw a quid in your in your like asshole. guitar case. Yeah. <laughs> you're gaping asshole. <laughs> right in there. Ouch! Just playing, just, playing the piano, face down, ass up. Gaping they just, asshole, just, just playing the piano. They just like People flip a coin into your butthole. Into the butthole. <laughs> Make a wish. I love. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what would you wish for if you put a pound coin in someone's butthole? I, I assume that's to get that's my pound back. I don't think I'd, I'd pay a pound for that. I think the whole time. Right. I don't think um, the way wishes work is you can't. Uh, articulate them out into the world, right? Or they won't come true. So they have to be in your mind. Yeah, that that's the only way wishes come Much true. Much like the scene in Ghostbusters when uh, Gozer tells uh, the Ghostbuster crew um, Choose to think the of form something. of the destroyer. Yes, right. And, I uh, and everybody I clears that, their minds mm, except for I Ray, who can't ooh. help but think about the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. So I feel like, coming back to what we were just talking about, I feel like if I threw a pound coin into somebody's butthole and made a wish in my mind, I would uh, wish that I never had to experience throwing a pound coin into somebody's butthole. Yes. Well, that's a very reasonable wish. Do you think that's come about because it tends to be a very childish thing to like throw coins in a fountain and all of children's wishes are all so awful? You should, you're like, just, no, it'll only work if you don't tell me. Stop telling me you wish. Because <laughs> you don't want to hear. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It could be no, it. It could be yeah. it. My, my be. eldest so, daughter hates to see money thrown in anything. Uh, well, I, th I think at heart <laughs> she understands. Take it after a dad. Well, no, but, I mean, she literally. Frugal lady. If we're walking past a fountain, or you see people chuck them in fish ponds. You see them chuck it in fish ponds, Lewis. And she's people like. People chuck money in any body any, of water. Yeah, I don't understand it. And she's like, why are they doing it? And I was like, well, they think it's good luck or something. And and also, I tried to say to her, look, if other people see money in there, they think, oh, you throw money in the pond, do you? Oh, and they sort of do it too. They don't yeah. really think. They just go, oh, this is the thing that you do. So I put, I take the money from my pocket 
and I put it in the pond. <laughs> like that, they don't really know why they're doing it. I love that. I love that voice. Really good. I, I, I get that <laughs> feeling as well to conform. Yeah. <laughs> I'd throw a pound in your butthole if you were busking in the street with that voice. Gently? Or would you like whip it in there? Would you like like a major league baseball pitcher? Just like like a big wind up and then whack! <laughs> just pound coin right in the... And right now at Yankee hole. Stadium, the ceremonial first pound up the butthole. Make Thank a you. fucking wish. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy winds up on the mound and then really wings it. And there's the catcher, as they refer to him, gaping yeah. his butthole, trying to catch the pound. We need That's a, pitcher, a tough target, man. Not a belly itcher. We need a catcher, not a belly a scratcher. Belly scratcher. Yeah, those were the those were the ones. Do you ever, when you're sitting at your computer chair at your desk and you're like streaming or whatever, do you ever look down and notice that like your belly is like kind of poking out of your shirt, like it because you're slouching or whatever? No. Do you ever have like if, an if exposed you're belly? You, you're slouching forward. I tend to slouch forward and then oh, kind see, of I try slouch, to I like recline back. So right. like my belly is like protruding at times, which is comfortable, but um embarrassing too sometimes i look down i'm like what the hell have i become <laughs> what the hell am i doing there's definitely an element of slovenliness about uh about my stream i because i mean i i don't know if you're the same as me but i i love i like i really value the time i get to play games i we i think i spoke about it on on stream a while back yeah the, the reason why is because i didn't have a computer when i was younger and there were loads of games i wanted to play that i couldn't so it was like a, a childhood and a teenagehood, if you like, of being denied something. So when I finally got it, I never wanted to let it go. And playing right. games became such a big thing on my time. Yeah. Which is why I love the fact that what I do means I can play games all day. I hated, I, 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 I have a very bad instinct of someone tells me to do something, I, I don't do it. Like I really don't want to do it. I don't know why. It's a very awful rebellious instinct that I, I just hate being told to do things. It's very human. Yeah, I think I think it's a very very human feeling. But Lewis, and also, most people get by. Why, who's trying to tell you to do something? No one. That's the point. Right. That's Not the anymore. point. Not anymore. Be you because I, I I've I've thrown off the yoke of oppressive employment and become self-employed, which has its own concerns, of course. But of course. I just hated bosses and management and the structure of a company and the hierarchy and being told what to do and yeah. feeling sometimes that I'm being told to do this this is of no value especially if you're being told no to value. do it by your boss who is that guy who throws the coins in the in the fountain exactly oh, Purian, oh, i need you to uh, i need you to print off the schedule for next week uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i saw you had printed it earlier but the the issue is it's the wrong font so we're going to need uh, the, the whole thing reprinted and redistributed, Pete. I like that voice. I'm going to do that one more. I, I love that. I like one. that. I, I like that. him. Yeah. I like. I think I like working for guy. him will be will be as equally fine. Actually, he sounds fine, but. Um, yeah, he sounds reasonable. But but yeah, the uh, I don't I don't think the voice works if he's unreasonable. <laughs> he cares about in, fonts. In you fucking asshole. I, you, 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 you have really you have really fucked up here. Stupid and, uh, I'm stupid cunt. <laughs> yeah, he can't be angry. I'm livid. No. I'm absolutely livid right now. <laughs> with the quality of work which you have been turning in. It's uh, unacceptable. You're fired. Like it doesn't work. You'd be like, oh oh you. <laughs> He's too lovable. He is too, yeah. way too lovable. Yeah, uh, I, 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 there is this rebellious like thing in us, though. In in the same way that like uh, we all want to do. It's, it's it's you see it in games. You know, oftentimes you know you'll be playing a game and someone will tell you to do something, and um, you know, God, if I've watched any of Sips's things, it's that he will do the opposite. You know, honestly, yeah. <laughs> the opposite, even if it's a completely reasonable request. Often. Yeah. You know, like it's like, what? why don't you eat your dinner? It's like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Wait, what? I never <laughs> say. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. Yes, yeah, Sips, that's you to a T. Is that what you guys think of me? Thanks very much. No, no. No, I, I don't mean it like that. I, I mean it like, um, in a sense, like we as humans automatically like to play games. That's one of the parts of what makes us human, right? We like to solve puzzles. We're feisty. And, find solutions to things and that's part of how we've evolved too in the same way that you see i don't know a crow fucking grabbing a nut and dropping on a zebra crossing or whatever i think they're doing that to stay alive aren't they they're not doing it for a laugh well yeah but that's how i mean we 
solving puzzles is part of how we've survived too. Like I'm sure that the coins thing, for example, was originally from when we found a clean source of water or something like this. Do you know what I mean? This is how these fucking traditions what, evolve. There's the not very in many. Well, well, in India, rivers are holy, aren't they? And so I'm sure that they chuck money in there because they're This holy. is taking some turns. This has gone from it's stupid to throw coins into a pond to the fact that Indian people throw money in holy rivers. Well, to well, it, rivers. well, it is to a rational mind, right? But also, I think nowadays it's probably even ironically poisoning it because I'm sure some coins contain fucking <laughs> chromium and stuff. Um, so I'm sure the, the the idea once was, you know, oh, we found this source of fresh water. Let's worship and celebrate. Yeah, it maybe. Throw a coin in. Maybe. <laughs> We're, we're actually actively poisoning this source of fresh water and killing all the fish in there by chucking coins in. Do you think that that actually harms the fish, the coins in a fountain? I, not well. It depends how. It depends if that's a, a, if it's like a if it's like a pond, a sort of a pond system where there's not any cycling of the water. If it's a river, I'm sure we're constantly flowing over it. A little bit of a coin is not going to make a fucking difference. Okay, no, yeah. water is an essential part of life. This is how this article begins. I mean, th- really? thanks for that fucking heads up. There. Really? that voice the origin of wishing wells water <laughs> is an essential part of life until recently having a source of unlimited clean water was something of a luxury and even today in some parts of the world clean water is hard to find <laughs> centuries ago in europe this clean water was considered a gift from the gods in fact, many people believe God or deities actually lived in the water. And then they would, <laughs> ch- they would chuck money in. People, so people Norse believe mythology. Mimir's gods well. lived in just about anything. Yeah. Like there's there's people who have in India and Japan there's spirits and gods in fucking you name. What do they call it? Journey. Is it pantheism? Is that the idea that, that that God is is in all things? Is that pantheism? I can't remember. There is a word for it, the god of things. Like, you know, that, that everything is imbued with a spirit. God, there's like like you could find somewhere where there's a god of fucking shoes and a different god for socks. Do you know what I mean? And a god for gloves. And he's a bit weird. And he's got his own stories. I don't know. I think you know I mean? think it's quite sweet in a way because if you have gods of individual things, whilst worshiping them all is a pain in the ass, you've got to be a bit choosy. You know, you can't just worship all of the bloody things. It it forces you to at least respect uh, inanimate objects and 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 things like rocks and trees and stuff because if you think they're imbued with some kind of spirit, surely that's better than just saying it's just a tree, just fucking cut it down. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, maybe yeah. it helps. Oh, for sure. I oh, think for sure. I think, that, I think that's that's nice. I think that that's it's nice to respect your things and treat them, especially if you don't have you know many things. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you look after them. And so I can see how these things happen. Oh yeah. Oh. Of course. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I had a flashback <laughs> this morning to a job that I had when I was at university. Between years, I'd have a job. I, I've mentioned the before, my warehouse job. In fact, I oh, think yeah. it was fairly recently. Man, I love a warehouse job. Well, I, I, it's definitely right up your, your street. You love a warehouse or a factory. We all know that. And, and you can understand why. Because at the very least, it was a quite a straight, you know, it was a simple job once you learn where everything was. You get the objects, you put them in the cart, you take them to the front, they package them up to take to the different shops that need those things. It's quite peaceful. We'd put the radio on and all the rest of it. But I was only doing it for the summer, but the other lad there was doing it. This this was his job. And we were the same age. He had made some very bad decisions in his life up to that point. The right. day I first met him, one side of his face was all smashed up because oh my God. he'd been cycling down uh, quite a big hill in, in pool and had sort of been distracted in some way and just absolutely fucked it into some cars and just been smashed up um, on his bike and then continued cycling. And I was like, God, when did this happen? He was like, oh, this morning. I was like, you sure you don't want to go to a doctor? He's like, nah, mate, it'll be fine. And he had like a massive, massive open wound like right Jesus. here. And he was he was all smashed up. Uh, and I was like, damn, that, that can't be right. And then we got chatting and everything. He was always getting like in fights. He was getting uh, he he would get extremely drunk at the weekend with his mates, like blind drunk, and have no recollection of what he'd done, and wake up in a cell and all the rest of like proper out of control. Doesn't know like zero direction. Right. Um, and there was this girl. He, he was expecting a baby with some bird he'd had sex with in a pub toilet, which is classy. And he, the thing is, he seemed like he was such a sweet guy. 
Like he really was a nice guy. As soon as we, he was always nice to me, we just met. He was fascinated about the fact I was at university. He was just couldn't believe it. He was like, "What are you doing here?" I was like, "Well, it's just a summer job, isn't it?" And he looked at me, and I could see him thinking, "This is this is my actual job," you know. <laughs> and it was. I just thought it's interesting how different our lives were. But he really just needed. He just needed to stop getting absolutely blind drunk at the weekend, and things would be so much better for him. But he he had to because he had this shitty job working in a warehouse. That was that was it. I felt terrible. So I woke up this morning bummed out because I was just thinking about that lad and wondering what he's up to now. Hmm. He he's probably got four children and a fucking very successful Twitch channel. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know. Holy crap! He's probably doing all right for himself. I wonder I wonder whether the, 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 the these decisions compound themselves. You know, the fact that he's like had a had an accident meant that oh he's gonna have to have a have a drink and then that leads one thing leads to another and it, it's all part of the same source problem. He, Maybe he should have just gone to the doctor. He just lacked said, he oh, lacked look. direction. He he just lacked there was a lot of stuff that slight changes would have made a big difference for this guy, I'm pretty sure. The ladies that worked at the warehouse, they were like the, in the office. When he was out of earshot, the older one would always say to me, oh, Paul's having a terrible time at the moment. You know, he's, oh, he's just, he's all over the place. Keep an eye on him, would you? And I was like, yeah, okay. Like she was, you know, they were very concerned for him. I think everybody just felt this lad is is making bad choices. And they were very, they, they were the ones who told me about him expecting a baby with a girl he'd had sex with in a pub toilet. It's funny how quickly you get involved in the gossip of a workplace. People can't wait to tell you. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know, it's, it's bizarre. It is. We, that must be another human thing where people can't help share secrets about other people that they know or something or, or gossip. It is this weird thing. I, I had a very similar experience recently, P-Flex, and, I, I, don't, and I, I was thinking about it. And, you know, because I had this time when I finished uni and hadn't really enjoyed my my course hadn't really enjoyed chemistry didn't really want to work in it and so I came home and lived with my parents for a couple of years and I was doing sort of temp jobs and stuff mm -hmm. and learning to drive and a couple of other things so it wasn't entirely wasted but I was very I felt like I was really wasting my time I wasn't going anywhere I was very directionless I was very kind of I don't know I was very nervous and, and always feeling like I was wasting my time or I wasn't making the most of it. Or, do you know what I mean? Right, but, people but always I, say, I think oh, you're in your early brain, 20s. Lewis, why are you doing you're, it? You're why in your early 20s time? at this point, aren't you? Yeah, I was like 22, right, so 23. What, what, where did this idea come from? It, it's parents, isn't it? it? It's an instinct to worry about kids and be like, if you aren't already on some fast track to success, you're wasting your life. Was, You're 22. It was a couple like, of nothing. people who it was seeing a couple of people around me or friends who I'd known who had gone into jobs and had started making progress with their lives or had gotten engaged or something right, like right. that, you know. And and I was sat there, sort of still living with my parents, you know, fucking single, living in the countryside, depressed, playing, you know, playing video games. I don't know. Like it was, it was a bad time. Um, and I, I never really even like, I guess I, 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 it took a while to get out of the rut. And I was very lucky that I, I, you know, found success with, with what I was doing, which was kind of an escapist thing, which mm. was playing video games online with people. You know, I was very, I was very lucky that I found a route out of it to have a real role that I felt like I wasn't having a horrible time in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, 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 I wonder how many people who have, uh, you know, of our generation struggle, struggled or, or are struggling still with, with like finding themselves like Simon's a great, good example of someone who d didn't find a very good place for himself, you know, and he was older than me by the time we started to do this. I mean, I feel like Sips, you had a proper job and family, you had it all locked down, you know, you know, you knew what you were doing. Kind of. You'd like, well, as much like, as anybody does know what they're doing. Like, but were you, you, know. you were you happy? Like, like, would you have been content to continue doing what you were doing? Or were you always looking for something else? I was always looking for something else. Because, well, you know yourself, like, we make fun of it a lot on this podcast. Um, like, the work and, and life and everything uh, can be really, really fucking awful. Like, you know, if you the wrong if you're at a place where the wrong people are working or, you know, you just don't gel with, with people or whatever. I mean, you have to do that every day, all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just, it, it wears you, wears you out after a while. Right. You just, I, I mean, we joke about it because, because we've been there. Right. And it's like, I, it's, I joke it's about not, it, but yeah. I'm so fucking glad I don't have to do it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like, like I, I would have 
been pretty miserable if I had to just carry on like like I would have been all right like but I would have been one of those guys who just uh was like counting the minutes at work every day right right I mean? right, right I wouldn't yeah, have been yeah. engaged I wouldn't have gone like the extra mile I wouldn't have been interested in anything I was doing I would have just been like browsing the internet waiting to go home well, yeah. there's certain and then, there's a lot of psychological traps that trap you in places because sometimes you think well look I'm never going to get a job as good as this you know I know it's got all these problems but at the same time it's close to it's close to my house or it's yeah, yeah. it's easy or it's i don't want to have to worry about finding a new one or i don't know if i'm going to be able to go and fit in with a new group of people or like oh i should like working here you know i work for the best place yeah. on this place and i should feel good and so like there's all these little things that that keep you unhappy i think and one of the piece of advice i was given which i don't know whether this is good advice at all is to just you know, use some of your holiday days to go and interview at other places, you know, potentially like just apply for oh, other, yeah. other similar roles. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll find that sometimes they'll pay you twice as much for doing the same shit um, or, or whatever, you know, like some, so I, I think if you're not, if you're not happy and you're not, and you, you, you're not like, and you, you don't know why maybe at work, like, or whatever, to go ahead and uh, apply. Something, something my brother did because um, he was working on the, on the railways and he'd been there, so he's he's a year younger than me, and he he left school at sixteen, and he's worked on the railways ever since. So he's 30, 35 now, thirty six now. Right? How old am I? Yeah, you're younger than me. And so he worked there for twenty years, twenty years on the railway, man and boy. This is what my <laughs> I feel like a child, right? I, I feel, and he worked on the railways for twenty years, and he's my younger brother. Right? Isn't that crazy that's to bonkers. say? No, that's nuts. So what happened after twenty years? They gave him his own train, and he. Rode it off into the sunset. He got a watch, gold watch, retired. No, so obviously he's um, he worked as a signalling engineer, which meant that he was. I mean, his his stories are really interesting. Um, but I think generally he he started off as as on, on this re- re- response team. So they would um, get a notification that one of the signals had broken. They'd they'd rush out there and fix it. You know, right. But the reality was that they were a bunch of men in a warehouse. You know, they they were given these motorbikes to like get to the scene quickly and fix the signals. But the reality was that they were all a bit overweight and lazy <laughs> and a lot of baked sandwiches. And so they had a van. And so something would go off and they'd all pile in this van, drive out, you know, to Pitsy or somewhere where, I don't know, some 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 place where only the, you know, freight trains go. Um, <laughs> you know, look at, look at a signal for a bit, go, that's a hard one. Don't know how we're going to do that. Cut down some nettles that were blocking it and then go back to the office again, you know, or whatever. So it would be, or, or, the, or there was a rat that, had, you know, fried itself on the right. uh, electronics or something. They were, anyway, he, he ended up, he's changed his role now. Um, and moved across the country to somewhere completely different, and he's a lot, a lot happier. And it, it, I think it took a lot of effort and work to to to, to make that change because he was he, he wasn't comfortable and he wasn't happy for sure, but he was trapped a little bit, you know, by yeah. by the history and the 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 he you know he didn't want to give up that thing. He put twenty years into that position, you know. Sure. Um, it felt like he wanted. I don't know. I mean, you could say it felt like a time to change, but I think it's still, it was still a hurdle to get to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think he, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he's managed to like find something else that he can do mm. um, in the same sort of, cause even, even with that job, you know, you think maybe he could get a job anywhere, right? The trains are everywhere. Right. But actually, you know, I think it's, it's harder than you think. Oh yeah. I'm but, sure. But yeah. then again, like most that's one thing I learned coming out of uni was that I had a degree in chemistry, right? And if order to get a job as a science journalist, was which was what I had planned to do going to uni in the first place, yeah. I could have a degree in any science discipline. It didn't fucking matter, right? But, and here's the but, when I actually had to work as a science journalist, almost every article I wrote, I didn't know about at all. I didn't know a shit about it. It was like, it was like it was, it was, imagine you're a sports writer and you're covering the Olympics and you're a football football fan you now have to learn about handball a game that you've never heard about you have to learn the rules for curling you have right. to learn the rules for fucking i don't know some dumb sport yeah. that you've never heard of and you're constantly having to do that and write and cover these things as if you were an expert and so i would be on the internet and wikipedia i think it was just about started when i was being a science journalist and i would have to become like overnight i basically more i spend more time learning the fucking subject than I would actually, you know, writing the article. Do you not think and, that and that's true of most uh, journalists? That's what I'm saying, though, for most jobs, too. Like, I think, like, you know, sure, he did this very specific niche job on the railway. 
when he goes to a different job on the railway, very little is going to transfer over. Mm. He's going to have to learn that job from scratch. But I think like it's uh, going to be so different. That's a sort of like a common thought. Like when people go to university, people sort of um, people think of education as like. They, they mix it up. They think it's like training or whatever, you know? So they think because you went to university for this one specific thing, you should know exactly how to do just that. But you, you go to university, you go to college and stuff where they teach you how to learn in that field further, right? They don't, they don't just show you how to do something necessarily. Like some things, yeah, like more hands-on things, I guess. They show you how to do them and then you just build experience. But like for like, like you know, programming or chemistry or whatever, they're, they're teaching you how to like learn in that field so that when you go out you can apply what you've you've learned to all of these things that you don't know about right but like i think you it can is do it better be than there. most people because you have that i think it is supposed to be that I, I just what i guess what i'm trying to say is that i feel like so often you apply for a job and they won't the most often people want experience doing that job yes and sometimes that doesn't exist well that's you know, the catch 22 of Work. People are saying, oh, we need to recruit a guy to work on this thing. and um, We need four years of experience. And the, the actual program itself has only been out for two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's no possible way anyone could exist who has that level of experience. But but at the same time, they do need to hire someone. And if you can, you're, you, it may be, I'm not saying do this. <laughs> it may be that you look at these jobs and you think, I'm not qualified for this at all, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you're, what you've been doing may give you more ability to do that or learn that in you know a couple of months and then do it yeah. rather than someone who you know could put, i'm not i'm 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 am getting confused but the point is <laughs> i i don't know what i'm saying i'm not saying apply for jobs with no experience that's not helpful but i'm i just i think i think like um sometimes you might have to change you you, you can't look for too much of a niche no, right yeah. you have to look broader within your field i don't know i i was always told as well like you know try and apply to things the world that you want to work in and then work towards what your dream job is or at least you'll see what your you'll see people doing your dream job if you work there and maybe maybe after a while you'll realize it isn't your dream job you know what yeah. is a dream um, job yeah i mean even like what we do now i would consider kind of like a dream job i guess but it, you don't it doesn't feel like that when you're doing it right at times you still you don't it doesn't feel like a job but you just sort of so naturally take it in your stride especially if this was your hobby leading into it that it just doesn't feel like a job at all right so i guess maybe that is a dream job i think that is yeah. i mean obviously the the, the but dream, i don't think about are, it there are dream jobs but yeah it, it it doesn't feel like a job yeah because it, it doesn't feel like work no i think that's the thing so i'm asking what would be your dream job if if we couldn't do this what what would be the job that you would think would make you as happy as you are with the job you've got now see i always i always go back to carl pilkington's thing where he said he wanted to be or he remembers fondly being a post post boy right <laughs> when he was a kid right and the same thing with the warehouse like you'd think that something not completely repetitive. Like I don't want to work in a fish factory. Right. right. That that's like the opposite of a dream job. That's a nightmare job where you get the stinky fish come in, you chop them up on the production line, you you send them on. That's anything like that to me is a disaster. I like a, a job where it's a little bit of a game, maybe. Like I, I can imagine like working in a sorting office, trying to like decipher where stuff goes, like like efficiently. That would be, be like your a sorting dream machine. job. I don't know. Well, not maybe like in a before before modern machinery. Okay, you want to be someone. My dream job is about fifty years ago. So things in a come down a chute, and you have to put them into piles. That's your dream job. So, no, something more like something like a simple game with, with low with low low stakes. Okay, no one's like no one's like making me make decisions on. Oh, India invaded Pakistan. What are we gonna do? I'm like, oh fuck. I don't want to. I don't want to be involved in that stuff. I don't want to be like illegal battles where people are like, you said this about you. Uh, you said this about you. I don't want to be dealing with that. I don't want to be like, you know, this, I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't want to be anywhere near anything. I don't want to be in any dangerous lab situation where I have to work with dangerous chemicals. It's stressful. Right. I don't want to work with that. Yeah, but you're, again, so, you're listing not dream jobs, but your dream no, job exactly. is still. So I'm wondering what's left. People something like. a robot I don't want to work in a do. shop. There's too many people. I just think a nice, nice postal sorting office in the old, in the old days where they bring in the stacks of parcels. like, 
Hey, Postman Pat. And I'm like, hey. What the fuck? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, how you doing, Jess? And it's all nice. And, <laughs> Jess was and a cat. They, hey, Jess yeah, is well, a, Jess is there. You say hi. Jess was like, a cat. You know. yeah. Jess, um, Jess the I'm cat. I'm just saying, it would be, it's, it, there's the, I think sometimes it, the romanticness of, you know, just a simple thing where you're doing something different. It has, it has to have, like, okay, we can write down traits of what the job is. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. One, it has to be different every day. Okay. Yeah, it needs to have some your, variety. Okay, your dream job needs to be different every day. Yeah, it has to be something different. <laughs> I think there's too much emphasis on, like, uh, on, on job here because I feel like, again, the nature of jobs is that when you're young and you're a lot more maybe ambitious than you are as you get older, it feels a lot worse working somewhere, right? Because you feel stifled or you feel held back. And in, in like I felt like that a lot. I felt like, why am I like, why am I wasting my time here when I could be doing this or I could be doing that? Or like, you know, I very much thought that like, you know, seize the day, like the the world is my oyster or whatever, you know, I got to go out there. Like, why am I not like a millionaire or why am I not this or why am I not like, you know what I mean? I, I felt like that when I was younger and I was just getting into the workplace or I'd only been working for like five years or whatever. But now that I'm older and I've done what I've been doing for a while or, or whatever, my attitude would be completely different. Like, I know we're joking around about Lewis saying his dream job is being at a sorting place or whatever. But if I had to go back to work now, I would just want to work somewhere like that, where it was just like, I didn't need to even really think about what was going on. You know what I mean? Mm, I could just get lost in my thoughts all day. Or nowadays, I'm sure I could just listen to some music while I did this really fucking mundane job and just got through the day. Because realistically, dream job or not, nobody really wants to be somewhere else other than just like at home doing whatever you like, right? And I think that's why we have a dream job now, because we are for the most part just at home doing whatever we like. Mm. You know what I mean? You're completely right. I could wake up and say, fuck it, I'm not streaming today. I'm just going to watch like all three original Star Wars movies today. And I can justify that and I'd be happy doing that. All, I have that. All the games I play yeah. are like the most boring, repetitive shit. You know, every shooter is the same fucking thing, right? Overwatch, Valorant, you fucking name it. They, they're all the same. You go in there, you point your cursor at someone and you click. And sometimes there's a flashy light. It's like running, it's like rolling a fucking jackpot slot machine, yeah. right? <laughs> it's, it's the like same, that. right? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And every other game is the same too. World of Warcraft, you're doing the same shit. You're pressing the same buttons over and over again for like ages. And, and But that, they're the ones which are hidden games, right? I'm actually been playing obvious games, like fucking the crossword one. I was playing Picross last week. I was playing like, I don't know, FTL and, and Slay the Spy. These are just, they're the same shit. Like they're, 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 they're not, they're not like creative. They're not making me create things or do anything. They're just simple, fun, enjoyment ways. And I don't see like... I imagine, I imagine some jobs like working at the sorting office as a very high level example, <laughs> um, being like just this basic puzzle where you get presented with these things and you sort them. And I do that in my spare time and I listen to podcasts and I enjoy it. And like, I just don't feel like that is a, as long as it's sufficiently different every day and as long as you could change it up occasionally, um, you know, move from, move to a different place. Or maybe one day you do the parcels instead of the letters and maybe, I don't know, do you know what I mean? Like, it has there has to be change. There has to be something different. You can't stay in the same place. But I think that that is inherently very satisfying as us as humans to complete simple tasks and feel like I always think the warehouse job is like a satisfying thing. One one of the things I did with my when my when I was living at home with my parents was I took over their mail order business, which was which was like this thing where we only got about five orders every day or something. Yeah. But I would you know print off the orders and i'd stick i'd package the things up and i'd write the little thank you notes and i'd take it to the post yeah. office and it was like this thing i did every day and it made me feel like i wasn't it was it was i didn't i didn't i i, I didn't look forward to it i didn't hate it though and i certainly i felt like it was it, it was okay i it, it i suppose it did cheer me up a bit. yeah i don't know it felt I know like i was engaging with the world yeah. physically i was going outside like it was a positive thing and so i think when you look at like jobs and stuff one of the always i i'm told and i've got a few friends who are teachers and they always say teaching is this thing which has like a, one of the highest rated happiness of people right because i think and that, i think it's due to some of the elements i think it's they're doing something different every day they're engaging with people they're kind of going outside and they're seeing kids too i think kids are very interesting to like 
just just to watch, <laughs> just to see. I mean, you talk about your kids and stuff yeah, they but, do all the yeah, time. Yeah, they're my just kids. To think about. Other like, people's kids can just fuck right off. Honestly, I don't. I don't want to. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I don't want to look totally, after them. I don't want to hear about I, I, any of their I shit. I totally understand <laughs> that. My own shit. I, I think that. You, but as a but as a teacher, being in this position where you're kind of, um, you know, imparting your wisdom on people, it seems to be a very, again, a very human thing that we want to share yeah. the things we've learned yeah. to help you. We want to teach. It's like part of how evolution in the same way that, you know, we are superstitious and we are these things because they've led us through to, to, to survive. I think they're built in. And so teaching, I think, is, I always think, like, is something which we... I, I may have ended up doing if the reason I, I didn't do vid teaching was because I realized that everyone had a camera and a video on their phone. And I was uncomfortable with the idea that I would just constantly be filmed and put on the internet. Right. So you decided <laughs> to then become a YouTuber uh, yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. right. A very strange decision. Yeah. So a very, very first strange of all, decision. my daughter has a phone. My eldest uh, has a phone. She's at secondary school. They Their phones cannot be heard or seen throughout the day. If they are, they are confiscated. You are not allowed to just take your phone into the classroom and film the teacher. That's not a thing. She keeps her phone in her locker, drops it off at the start of the day, picks it up at the end of the day. So I don't think your your imagination is is Well, uh, I think this was back wrong. in the day when I was younger. And so I didn't, don't think really mobile phones had become too much of a thing. But I think I think So I, what were you I worried about? Have... People with hand crank cameras I don't know. Film crews. You always make up stupid excuses in your head for why you know. When you when you actually examine them and put them out, you're like, oh, that's a stupid fucking reason, isn't it? Um, now, now you know, there's but, but a job I think that satisfies quite a few of uh, of your requirements. It's different every day. You're teaching something different. Okay. You get new intakes of kids coming and going. You've got to know them, but now there's a new class coming in. Uh, so the curriculum changes, and there might be some new bullshit handed down by the government or or whoever that you have to cope with. Uh, your colleagues are all sort of got a, you know, we're all on the front line kind of mentality. So I'm sure there's a lot of uh, camaraderie there and, and stuff like that. I think teaching would probably be a very satisfying job. I know I know several teachers and their complaints are not based around, te the job sucks. It's everything around the job that sucks. And a lot of people are called to teach. They feel compelled to do it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's nursing, very doctors. Yeah. It's, a, it's a calling. Um, it, it's maybe not like uh, like romantic or like glamorous as sort of like healthcare because that's kind of seen as like the, you know, if you're a doctor, you're held in a very high esteem. Right, um, right. Even, even like, you know, like uh, like nurses and and, um, and other healthcare workers, they're, they're seen in like a higher esteem than teachers, right? Teachers are generally not seen. I well, definitely not by, uh, I mean, people keep electing governments that uh, that don't like them. Like they really actively dislike teachers. Yeah, um, for whatever reason, I don't. Yeah, really so it, it, it is. Uh, it is a weird, a weird one. But, but um, like a good teacher is priceless, right? Like my my kids have been lucky; they've had really good teachers. And you just think, fuck me! Like it makes all the difference just to have a decent person as a teacher. But then every once in a while, um, they get unlucky. They'll have a year where their teacher isn't great, and right, you notice it straight away. You're just like, this fucking person just doesn't understand my child or my child's needs or whatever and it's just like you know not great and uh, it's 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 a tough one right because it because it changes around i guess maybe that's the big difference between healthcare you know like your doctors your doctor's your doctor right you don't really change doctors that much like i've had the same that's doctor not, that's for really a long not the way time. um my my surgery doesn't work like that at all i, I just go no, in and see either. a doctor oh like, right okay right like we, we have like had we had like twice we have a, like a family doctor sort of thing see that's like, the thing the for, for you guys it's a little different yeah it's going to be different on jersey yeah yeah no but even growing up when i was in canada like we went to the same doctor does he get you mixed up because he's like he's like oh Oh, you're looking very bubbly today. Your hair's grown a little. Bit. <laughs> oh, have you have you still been having the problem with the burping? Still been <laughs> you little burpees. Still got your little burpees. I, we we had we had a doctor 
when I was growing up. But I, I, that's what I'm saying is I think the system has changed so that you don't book an appointment with You can book with a specific doctor and they're like, oh, they're only in on Tuesdays and Thursdays because then they're at some other surgery or they're doing some other thing. Right, right. I've never um, really had that before. We've always sort of just had the same doctor. You you make an appointment with that doctor right. and, and you have like a backup doctor in case your doctor is just like not there. But for the most part, I'd say 90% of the time I see the same doctor. Like That's, 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 uh, that's nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, oh, God, I like it. Do you know what? I, I, I've I, used this service where you can get doctors like on the internet. Right. Like and Deliveroo, but it's like... Like Deliveroo, but a doctor. <laughs> Doctoroo. You, you make this appointment <laughs> and it's like your appointment, you go to the website when the appointment's about to start and then you have a webcam chat with the doctor and it's like you don't have to go into the surgery and everything. And I, I did that when I when I had COVID. I was... I, was, um, I, I did a, a phone appointment with the doctor. Right, right. Um, so I've got this rash. <laughs> um, let me just hold it up to the webcam. The, so literally. I if I could get my... I'm not kidding. That's what they're like. All right, just show me. It's and you, close that, to my penis, it. but you can only really see it if I'm fully erect. Now, let me just get myself <laughs> erect here. Hang on a second. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you that I'm happens. Rubbing, that must I'm rubbing. happen. <laughs> yeah, let me take a minute. Now, at what point oh, did the doctor God. realize that that this is this is this is you know you're just this is not off. an appointment yeah. you're just jerking off you're just jerking just off like, to mm, the yeah, no, I, I, I see the problem now you, you can put it away just a second no yeah, just a sec just, hang just on a, a second longer. no you'll get a better view from this side <laughs> oh my god they thought you you accidentally thought it was omegle instead <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake not a doctor fuck's sake. oh shit so i mean i i don't know like doctors um I guess people that these days are told to, but also are told not to, and I've been told off for telling people to do this. Uh, look at they can't help but Google everything. They're like, uh, pain in my lower back. Okay, <laughs> let me put that into Google. Oh God, yeah. oh, I've got mm, back rot. Could be could be thoracic cancer. Could be. Oh, I wonder if I've got thoracic cancer or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Then they'll be like, they'll go to the doctor and they'll be like. So I looked up the symptoms on the internet. And apparently I have um, acute myelocarditis. I've got double AIDS like, in the spine. It's <laughs> Do you nice. know what I mean? It's like... Quite the achievement. And so I, I think like... Hero. <laughs> you've got serious... But self diagnosis So I don't know how much of this is them, the doctor, sort of reassuring... I'm sure there's a lot of reassuring that goes... Because every time anyone goes to the doctor, they think they have the worst thing in the world. And the doctor is is it has to have this very clever way to diffuse your anxiety, but also consider your your sick sickness in case you know in case it is real and severe. When do um, you guys when when would you typically go to the doctor? Like what I mean, well not right I, now. I, I go if some if if something's wrong and it ain't getting better. Like right. I generally wait. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a waiter as well. I wait around too. I don't. Yeah, I ne I never rush in because I often think. I'm not gonna. I don't want to waste their time. That's a big part of it. It's embarrassing to go in for something that they go. Yeah, that's you, you've just trod on a thumbtack. That's that'll be fine. You're like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. You, know, you you do get people going in for fucking anything. Yeah. And you see it. I see people taking their kids to A and E because they've got a cold. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, he's just really snuffly. It's like, why the fuck are you in A and E? Like, it's just awful. Kids bouncing off the walls and they're going in to see a accident and emergency. So in some regards, some people rush in. Some people rush to the wrong place. They just need to make a GP appointment. And some people don't go to the doctor when they really, really should. So yeah. that's the hardest I, part, I think, of medicine some is getting people, people really to fucking go at the right time. Some, well, but you, you wonder, though, I always wonder, like, some people's tolerance for pain and some people's tolerance for... Especially when in certain countries like America, you have just over-the-counter access to much stronger painkillers and much stronger medication than we do. When well, you, you say that, that, you we can't can only... get codeine over there, but you can buy it over here. Oh, can you? you my sure? my dad sure you always makes me bring codeine with me <laughs> whenever I travel to the States. He's like, get me, some, get me some codeine. I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, he's not addicted. My dad is not addicted. I'm just saying it's something that he could, he can't get over there, but we can get over here. Weird. Any, anyway, I, I think it's, I, I always worry. I, I mean, I went to the doctor because I had this, like, always, I had this chest pain, like, for a long time. Right. And it wasn't getting any better. And I was, I wasn't sure it was heartburn, but I felt like it was, I felt like it was something, I, I just got worried about it because um, it wouldn't go away. And I've been taking lots of Rennies and I try, I try to be like, eating differently to like avoid heartburn and sitting up and stuff. I don't know, like not doing stuff that causes heartburn. Yeah. 
but it felt like it just wouldn't go away and it was just giving me this it was just getting worse and worse so and really annoying and so i went to the doctor and it was this old lady right <laughs> old lady and she basically just looked at me and was like you're too young to have anything wrong with your heart just g- go away come back in a week if it's still giving you problems i, I like, had all that okay. as well <laughs> and then it turned out that um I had to have my gallbladder removed. Like they just like, they really just fobbed me off. Even though I was like in crippling pain, like I had to go to A&E. I was throwing up in A&E everything like twice. And they're just like, you're too young to, for it to be a gallbladder. So we're just not even going to check. And then, um, because the other thing I was trying to do with doctors as well was like double up because I need like, sometimes I need to get, because I'm an old asthmatic. So I sometimes my, I use the inhaler very infrequently, but sometimes I would need a replacement. I'd have to go to the doctor to get that right. Another time, and also I, I have eczema on my hands sometimes, and sometimes that flares up, and right. I need some like cream. And then, and then also, the I'm allergic stuff. to nuts, right. <laughs> and so every couple of years my epipens expire because that's what they do apparently, and so I have to get a replacement for them. So I always try and like if I'm going to go to the doctor, I'm always I'm always thinking, well, you know, I might as well while I'm here also ask for these other four things, right? right? right. Um, but I remember one time I went and the doctor was like, can I do one thing today? And you have to book another appointment if you want to come back for the other thing. And I was like, well, no, no, I just need to like a refill on the EpiPens. And they're like, can't do that. You have to come back for a separate appointment. Jesus. And I was like, that, that, that just annoyed me. That felt like, that felt like it was like more than their job's worth. You know, that felt like the doctor was like, oh, my hands are tied. You know, rules say, you know, I can't be doing multiple but you'd think, you'd think that would be efficient, right? You'd be like, oh, wow, I wrote four prescriptions today. You'd think you'd be ticking some government boxes there, right? Um, one patient, four prescriptions, nice job. But maybe that looks bad. Right. You, know, you wrote four prescriptions for this guy and you saw him for like five minutes. Like, hmm. Man, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, like, I don't like going to the doctor, but I will go if... If it's if it's if I'm in bad shape, like I had the ear infection and I didn't know what I could take to alleviate those symptoms. So I thought I got to go to the doctor and maybe get some like antibiotics or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's when that's when I'll go to the doctor. If I know I need sort of like antibiotics or something that I just can't handle myself. There's a a switch, isn't there, in us that is like it's too much. It's like, for example, if someone's making a noise outside, you're like. If this, if this gets any worse, I'm going to go out there and say have something. Have you ever done that? You know, well, yeah, I have a couple of times. Really? But only, only when it was like, it was, it was, it was worse than I expected it to be. Like, I was like, it happened and it was like, I'm going to say, I'm, you know, it's like people making noise in the corridor or whatever. I was like, I'm going to say something if they keep doing it. And then it would happen again. I'd be like, next time I'll say something. Next and then it happened again. And I'd be like, one more time. Oh my God. You've actually gotten to that point. I'm, I don't think I've ever been there. I've, I've never but done I that. have to, I have to get pretty worked up about it some people don't some people are like zero to 60 like yeah, instantly yeah, yeah. boiling over for with me rage. i would it would have to be so utterly intolerable but uh added to that i would have to it'd have to be super intolerable plus my wife would have to be like saying to me if you don't do this like the kids are going to be affected or something like that and then <laughs> okay. maybe i would go out and tell somebody to be quiet but like it was it would just be like it's so far from anything yeah, i would ever like my do. my limit is so high for for like going out and confronting i think i've only done it a couple of times in my life i remember one time this is when me and mrs f is but way before the kids we were living in a flat and our neighbors at 2 in the morning started doing some drilling Literally on the adjoining wall between our flats, they were going like drilling. I, I couldn't believe it, and I, Mrs. F, was like, "Are they drilling?" And I was like, oh, "I think they are." She was like, "You got to go." I've say had something. that happening early as well, like eight in the morning, I hate like seven that. or eight in the yeah, morning. People just, and you're up. like, "Well, surely some people are gonna be still sleeping at yeah. like seven or eight in the morning." <clears throat> some, me, sometimes me there's a neighbor around here does DIY eight a.m. on a Sunday morning. Drilling in their garden. It's like, can you just fucking chill until like ten or eleven? Like that. That's when I'd do it. I'd be like, let's wait. You know, you don't want to start the fucking Sunday morning with a drill, but they do. So this guy was doing it. I, I didn't go around there. Mrs. F went over there and said, "Can you lads stop?" And they were like, "Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, we we worked late. We just got in. I wasn't even thinking." They were really apologetic. 
I was like, oh, and I thought maybe it would work if you just went and asked people nicely. But I thought I'll send Mrs. F, and she she went. I was a, I was a bad. <laughs> she bad had a, husband. a tray of baked cookies, <laughs> <laughs> like a peace offering. No, I think a lot of people don't realise they're being annoying at all, and actually, um, I think the the two a.m. music usually people. I've I've been guilty of it one time. Like I was, I had music on with like bass or whatever. I don't know for some. What reason, were you listening to? I don't know. I think Ace you know of what, bass. Hootie and the Blowfish. I think I'd even like left it on in one of the other rooms while I was doing something in one of the other rooms. Like I don't know. Like I was doing a puzzle in one of the rooms and I I'd left the music on in the lounge or something when I was at my parents and and you know they were away and so it got to like 1am or 2am or something i got a polite letter from the neighbor saying shut the fuck you up noticed you had your music all very loud late last night and i was like so they hadn't come around at the time but they'd obviously been aware of it up until the moment right it finally went off at like 2am or whatever and i think at the time i thought oh shit oops shouldn't have left this on but it, it was completely unintentional do you know what I mean? there wasn't and if they'd come round. I would have been like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. I, I think the issue um, is, like, if you're used to a lot of noise, your tolerance for it is higher. Like, I, I li- obviously grew up in New York, which is a very loud city. London, I've lived here most of my life, very loud. So <clears throat> you just get used to it, in a way. Like, uh, the planes, the cars, the neighbours, the racket, you know, it, it just I just kind of zone it out after a while. Yeah, yeah. But I think a lot yeah. of people who've come from somewhere quieter or live, especially people that live somewhere quiet, any noise and they're like, the curtains are twitching, they're out there. Wah! It's like they want to live in, in a silent bubble. And I just think, you know, geez, there's millions if of us crammed in you live in an apartment here. building, you have to expect clomping around on the ceiling and like weird clanking and noises. You have to expect this. That, it's, it's so just, weird when I go to visit my mum, the people upstairs, yeah. you hear them thumping about and she's like, yeah, I'm making a racket. And I was like, I, like, I forgot. It's been so long since I lived in a flat. The idea of having people above me, it, it just freaks me out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember yeah. it, but it's just it's just something I'm, I'm it's, it's so unfamiliar now. That is actually weird to me because I think of my house as being the place where I control the noise. Outside of it, well, it's London. I, you know, it's going to be loud. But uh, yeah, the, the people living above or below me and hearing them, that always... I don't know. It kind of weirds me out. Even I think what was that? There was a classic story of the police calling, like I can't quite remember, but of, of, of the police, of the police being called to a noise complaint where they they were like hearing all this like like yelling and like shit sweating and stuff. And well, I guess it was sweating, but in the end, but it just turned out it was like a fat guy doing Wii Fit, but he <laughs> like made he made so much of a racket. Oh it was so unusual. God, poor dude. That they thought someone was being murdered or whatever. Oh, that's hilarious. There. Well, he's just just trying to get his Wii Fit on. Exactly. And who can blame him? You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's one of those things, again, that you don't need to, it's not a long, t- if it carries on, you're going to worry about it. But that guy's doing Wii Fit once. You know, I mean, every time I've done any of these things, like the bloody, um, that ring, ring fit. Have you seen that on the Switch? I did that like once. And I was like, I am never doing this what, again. What? It is, was basically is it exhausting? Wii Fit, uh, ring fit. So you've got this steering wheel, which you can squeeze and it's like connected to the TV so you can squeeze it. And it's quite hard to squeeze and you can shoot little rings at stuff with the ring right but also you'll get to a boss battle and in order to hit the boss you'll have to do 30 squats so it's like 30 squats and then squeeze the ring 20 times then 30 squats then squeeze the ring 20 times and i was like i i'm fucking i i did that for like 20 minutes and i was like that is the most exercise i've ever done i'm i'm dead i was like sweating i was like crying nice the neighbors were like banging on the door it was awful I've, i found beat saber exhausting when i had a go at that i was absolutely beat saber, fucking oh my god you're sweating like a like a dog yeah. as well like, <laughs> like every time like you cut you, you someone plays beat saber and they're like oh do you want to go and you're like no fucking way have you seen how sopping wet this vr helmet is <laughs> like you've used it well i mean Jesus. i think at the, at the last jingle jam when we were so this would have been the 20 19 jingle jam we did uh, dance dance revolution or whatever you have to dance along to the i think i did it with mousy sure. and i i think i did uh born this way by lady gaga rings the bell and i was huffing after that i was like right in your <laughs> chest you know that sort of ache when you've done real <laughs> yeah. exercise i was fucking exhausted the lung muscles never get that workout oh. so you're just aching yeah i was like this I is a, this feeling. is a game fucking ridiculous i do I my heart I, rate gets going playing tarkov let alone anything else christ i'm not sure that's a real workout though what, i think that's just fake, 
fake adrenaline. Oh yeah, it's adrenaline, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I I I I I went through this sort of period of doing Beat Saber every day for like a couple of weeks, and I was I was enjoying it, but man, I was I could do it for like twenty minutes, and then I would just be just soaked in sweat. Well, that's what they this... isn't that isn't that the thing they say that a uh, a shorter, more intense exercise is as good, if not better than running for like two hours or something that you, you burn the same amount and... well it was then again the exercise was just be flailing my arms around for yeah, it's still minutes. calories isn't it i guess i mean if you it depends mm. if you're looking to stay a skinny skinny little runt or if you want to beef up and be a chad it's up to you Liz. Oh, i don't know I, i've been growing like i've been really letting myself go slovenly on the old Mate, it's still like, everyone's in the same i've boat. got i've grown i grew like a big beard I, well, i'm happy to say i'm really the complete long. opposite actually of uh Ripped. I'm just. I don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> oh yeah, geez. is that why that that Absolutely belly of yours that you were telling us at the start of the podcast is lounge, lounging out of your shirt? <laughs> you look down. You're like, oh god, what do I do with my life? Yeah, that's but, a big one. But the thing is, like, I I shaved off. I was like, I was finally pissed off with my beard last night, so I shaved off like my my face completely and shaved um, off your face. God, my my whole. You've face. gone too far. And. Jeez. I looked at my face in the mirror and I was like, my God, my head is like shorter than I realized and my <laughs> cheeks are all fat and flabby and I'm like, oh, I'm like old Lewis again. Yeah, I, my, like, I put a when I put a mask on now, my face and my head have gotten so fat during all this. It's like I'm, I put a face mask on to go outside and it's like a, like a postage stamp over my, uh, <laughs> like on my, my face. Like there's just too much flesh like on either side. It looks small. Right. Well, people are like, use a Use a few more masks, you fat-headed fuck. Yeah, I know. I got to use like three masks. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck it. I'm, I, uh, <laughs> you fat-headed You fat fucking fat-headed <laughs> cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. That's brutal. Oh, well. Um, oh, well. I don't know how we're going to fix it. I don't think we're ever going to fix it. Um, what? Because you, I, no. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to eat differently. I don't want to make any That's changes. A, me, fuck too. I don't, I don't even want to exercise. I'm so I reluctant. I know I have to a bit. So, like, I've been walking and people laugh at me. They're like fucking walking what the fuck like you don't bench press or whatever no i don't they like beep I don't want you fuck, in the car as they drive past you yeah. that walking shit wankers. Well, like walking by. is so boring it's bad enough that i even have to do that let alone like anything else fuck it I, I you know you know the, the number one people that tell you that they you need to do more exercise are sat in fucking twitch chat all day in bed big big fat-headed cunts just lying in bed <laughs> Ellie's uh, hanging out. Oh, you do some exercise, fat bastard. Well, snogging on a fucking massive meat pie. So fucking yeah, ignore them. You're, you're right about that. <laughs> I love your idea of what they are. That's not what... They're, they're on a jog with a phone and they're watching Twitch chat on their phone while they're jogging. No, they're fucking That's what they're doing. Not. They're not yeah, no. snogging down a meat pie in bed. That's what they're oh. doing. They're li- that is the entirety of Twitch chat right now. And everyone listening to this podcast is lying completely prone with a small metal chute feeding the Maltesers and they just lie in there and they're thinking, <laughs> oh, it's that like bastard. They need to do some working out. Ah, their belly is just... Bl- just inflating mm. around them. I think I could That's I can relate. You. That's a mood, really. That's the 2020 mood right there. 2021. Yeah. Long it's 2021 now. Is you it? can't say 2020 I'm, mood. No shit. Sorry. Nobody's in 2020. Aren't they? Well, it's continuing. The mood is that everything's continuing. This is the post-credit scene of 2020 that we are living through right now. This is setting yeah. up the next movie. So this is you've got to the wait sequel. till the end of the credits. We're not there yet. It's still crazy shit happening. They think they found another strain of the virus somewhere in Brazil, and everyone's Jeez. like, "This one could be even worse." So yeah, they, with the post-credit scene at the end, Nick Fury's gonna fucking turn up and be like, "Get Captain Marvel up here. Get get that bitch over here now." And that's the end of the movie. And at that point, we're waiting for Captain Marvel to save us. Get that bitch over here right now. Yeah. Is that how they refer to him in that's the movies? Cl- that is MCU canon. They, yep. they refer to Captain, Captain Marvel as a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Even her friends. <laughs> yep. Oh. I just, I read an article this morning, by the way, um, that positive news, uh, the over 50s are rushing to book holidays as the vaccine has boosted their confidence. So I think, because my, my dad got the jab, right. and I could imagine 
my dad and my mom being like, well, he's off to, now. they're off to Marbs. They just Let's can't fucking contain themselves any <laughs> <Marbs>. longer. <laughs> they're going, they're like, we've been, we've been looking forward to our trip to Marbella now for too long. And now I that we're like, vaccinated, honestly, fuck all of you. We're going. Let's get all those old folks working in the hospitals and stuff. Now they're all immune. Let's get let's get them delivering stuff. Maybe the old people are going to be like the way we we get together. You know, grandparents like come and pick their kids up and take them take the families out. Fucking hopefully oh. not. I mean, most people spend all their time trying to avoid these people in the first place. To then for those people to then become like instrumental in day-to-day logistics and stuff like that would be a nightmare (laughs) all right so before they go on holiday this is something i spotted the other the other week this is Uh, this is from a bbc world service poll so these are the countries around the world that hate us the most and the countries around the world that like us the most all right so what do you think the top five countries on this list are for negative opinion of britain france nope um belgium Um, nope america uh no oh china china is not in the top five but 26 percent of chinese people don't like the british i suspect because of because of the, uh, it's got to just be old colonies right like no no uh, no not at all not at all You'd really be surprised. oh yeah, i'm yeah. surprised then uh, I, right, I, so I figured I'll, France... I'll give you some clues think okay. of a country that we most recently had a war with uh um, iraq l- l- no 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 like uh, us literally <laughs> declaring war on someone okay um, <laughs> iraqis Hate the British. I'm, I'm sure the Iraqis oh. hate them. I, I'm yeah. talking about a country that we we declared war on, like just us and just them, like the last actual just us and just them. Argentina. War. Argentina. Thirty nine percent of Argentinians do not like the British. Holy crap! Number two on the list. Think of a country where we own a bit of it, right? And we probably go on holiday Ireland. there a lot. No, not not Ireland. Spain. Spain, yeah. They hate us because we holiday on all of their fucking places and are horrible tourists. Think of scum. another country that dislikes us, perhaps I would, based I would on I would have thought that war. Spain would love Britain just Spain for the fact Italy. that Italy the British well. probably support their entire tourism industry. Right, um, but they also... Yeah. Who, who loves tourists, dude? Like It's like a necessary evil if you're based in tourism. Everybody that works in tourism hates the tourists. And if most of the tourists just want to go, where's the Irish pub? I want to get a fry up. Fuck Spanish food. I'm not even going to learn the lingo, mate. Whee! Just get drunk and smash everything up. That's why they hate us. All right, number three, right. Italy, Pakistan, which I was surprised by. Yeah, it's like that's a co- that's all colonial throwback stuff, though, right? Maybe Pakistan, India, and everything. So think of a country that we've also fought a war against. This actually quite surprised me. A country, another country, perhaps two of the biggest wars that have ever been fought. Who have we not fought a fucking twice war against? Yeah, but this is recently. Jesus, though. it's Germany. Germany. Thirty-four percent of people in Germany said they don't like the British. And fifth on the list is Turkey. The Turks don't like us. The really? Turks? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I was kind of surprised. I'm honestly surprised. Now think I of the have... five countries that like us the most. Who do you think number one on the list is? They like us the most? Uh, Canada? Mm. Canada is number two. Okay. Number Australia. W- number one must be um, Denmark. No, number one is the United States. Jesus. 81%. Oh, of course, they think we're cute. 81% of Americans like British people. Number three on the list... Ghana. Of course. <laughs> okay. yeah. Number four on the list, Kenya. Yeah, I can Ghana see that. I can see that. Kenya. And then okay. South Korea, Australia, and then you'll be surprised, France. France likes us more than we like ourselves. We, yeah. are, what? we are eighth on the list. <laughs> 23% of people in the UK have a negative opinion of the I UK. I mean, there's been a lot of beef over the years with France as well. I'm surprised. I would have thought that they just didn't like the British at all. Anyway, Iran, Ireland, yes, Iran and Ireland don't like us, but but they they no. for some reason don't appear on this poll. I think because it's just everybody knows it would be like a hundred fucking percent. Iran really doesn't like us. No, Iran. Yeah, Iran. I don't think Iran like anyone though, right? Dude, like, the Ayatollah Khomeini said we were worse than America. That's how much they hate us. Jeez, Israel, Whoa. not not. They, it, it's decent, but our history in in that region is not good because of the. the Palestinian I, I think our mandate. history in all of these regions isn't great. <laughs> I mean, no. I, I mean. The, Opium wars in China. Fucking like take overthrowing the sheikh in bloody Iran and stuff. Like I mean, we've we've done some pretty yeah, rough stuff fucking over the years. It's politically in the past hundred years anyway or longer. I mean, we've evaded just about everywhere on the globe at some point. Yeah, there's a very small list of places that we haven't 
It's a very small list. We were th- we're um, still thinking about them though. You know, they're on the <laughs> list. Do think about it? Yeah. So God damn. We, 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 we don't want to make which we don't forget about them. Anyway, that's enough podcasting for today. That's a little bit longer than we're used to. But thank you for listening, everyone. Please don't invade anywhere. Please look after yourselves. Yes, try to. Please, and please, uh, no, yeah, please. no invasions. Be and, good to each uh, other. Be good to each other. Stay frosty. Go fuck yourselves. All the good, all maybe, that good stuff. Maybe treat yourself to a little something that you haven't had. A little chocolate bar. I have a chocolate bar. Go Don't. On. Uh, you know what? Um, I think we've had enough chocolate. Don't you, Lewis? It's just been Christmas. Like, everybody's probably just sat around and ate, like, fucking 20 gallons of um, you know, right. liquefied chocolate. chocolate bar, treat stuff. yourself something weird that you like. Maybe you, you like chowing down on a block of cheese. Eat an apple. You know pie. what, Lewis? If you're getting a lot of heartburn, <laughs> may I recommend? I know I'm not a doctor and you shouldn't <laughs> take my word, but can I recommend something that works for me with heartburn? An apple a day, baby. Just one apple per day. I, I feel like you have an apple is the last thing that you eat in a day, okay? So like you eat your dinner, maybe like six, seven o'clock at night, have an apple. I bet you uh, I bet you it'll help. What time do you have your dinner? I don't know, like six. It's dessert, an apple for dessert. It's a healthy outlook. Well, not even for dessert. I mean, have a dessert if you want to. I have, I just have one apple at night like maybe with a like i'll have like some tea or something and then i'll have an apple and if if an apple is the last thing i eat uh in a day i will not get heartburn at night there you go it's uh, i don't know how it works or why well also it turns out that you're not eating between 7 p.m and (laughs) well that helps as well yeah i don't i I stop eating (laughs) at past a certain point yeah that's one of the things that you're supposed to do i do sometimes have a late night cheese plate (laughs) right (laughs) we got a lot of cheese i've never understood i've never Ah! understood that late late night or middle of the night eating i've never ever done that i've never understood about, about midnight Maybe maybe half twelve. Uh, if I want to, if, right. if I'm going to stay up late. Okay, but have you ever woken up from a deep sleep and then been like, "Man, I'm no, hungry," no, no, and no, gone downstairs no. and started eating? Like, no, 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 no. No, I never but have I mean, either. But people do, right? Streaming. Some people do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but but if I finish streaming and I, I I'm going to watch a movie or or some extended thing on YouTube, I'll get get, get a little cheese plate. Get a little cheese plate going there. Nice. Like, I think there's. What there's do you put like, on the cheese? Like a, just, is it just cheese, the, or do you the, have some crackers and stuff? Too? Have some crackers. Soda crackers. Have some cheese. Some grapes. Some apples, maybe to go with that. Like a just little cheese. Oh, plate. that's nice. What about like a bit of chutney on there? I'm not a chutney fan. Oh man, you, you know what? Next time you do a cheese plate, flax. I know, like I'm not like a restaurateur or like a foodie right, right, or right. anything like that. But what I find is when I have a cheese plate, if it's the last thing I eat, uh, like of an evening, maybe like seven, eight o'clock at night or whatever, I'll get a bit of cheese on there. Uh, some crackers, like you said, maybe some grapes or some apple slices or something, and then just like a little, just a dollop of s- some chutney, you know, some sweet. Right, mango I, like chutney. I said, I don't like ch- I don't like chutney. All oh, right, well maybe it's time. Oh, you need to find a chutney you like. You, maybe it's no, time no. no I, I've tried a lot of chutney. To accept chutney into your life. I've, I've tried a lot yeah. of chutneys. I refuse to accept chutney into my life. It's all right, but it, yeah, it doesn't do it. For you me. just like the dry ch- taste of the cheese. The I, I, cheese. I love to have. If I'm having a thing, I like to taste that thing. I just want the very best for you. And I feel form. like you're missing out by not liking chutney. You know, like I just feel like it could you, be better. You sound just like Mrs. F. Because <laughs> she oh, likes chutney, and she's me, always bitch. trying to get. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Oof, let's save that, save that for the weekend. <laughs> word for word. Oh god. Um, oh god. That god. role play took a weird turn. Anyway, it did, didn't it? Um, all right. Thanks everybody. Yeah, thank you very much, and uh, God bless you all. That was, that was a grand time. Love you. Have a good week. Goodbye. See you soon.